Hello world, I'm Sherilyn. I'm Evelyn. And I'm Hannah. This is Tipsy Broad History, and let's talk about some badass bitches in history. Tipsy Broad History. Tipsy Broad History. Tipsy Broad History. Tipsy Broad History. We tipsy. Hello everybody, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. All right, guys. What is up? Hello. Welcome to another episode of We're Just Fucking Tipsy 24-7. <laughs> no, that's not true. I would probably die. Um, yeah. Hey, guys. Hey. What's Hello. up? How's here, it going? We're, yeah, I'm glad to be back with y'all in yes. person. Oh, yes. Evelyn is here in person for the first time ever. <laughs> in like, it's been <laughs> three, two, three, two three. three weeks. Yeah, two, three yeah. weeks. How's uh, how's How's COVID treating your husband? Uh, okay, so I was very fortunate to not get COVID, but that's because I am a strickler when it comes to take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and people at my job will tell you that, mm-hmm. and my husband now will tell you the same thing. He and I were having a conversation yesterday because he was like hours away from being out of quarantine, and he was like, you're really mean. <laughs> Like, no, bitch, I don't want COVID. I'm not that's, mean. That's, that's basically the... That was basically my reaction to that, too. But, yeah, well, so he luckily didn't get a really bad strand of it. He really only lost his smell and his taste. But I know he's very fortunate because my best friend's husband also had it at the same time. He had a really bad strain, but luckily he's feeling a lot better. That's good. Yeah. How long did uh, Colin lose his taste? Like, has it come back yet? It hasn't come back oh, yet, so it's yeah, been like a worse. week and a half or two weeks. And it's so strange, too, because if, you know, if you've ever had COVID and you've had that as a symptom, um, I don't know if it was like that. It was like this for Colin, but it's like you're not stuffed up. You can breathe. You're not congested. So your brain is kind of like, the fuck? I'm not sick. Because, you know, when you get really congested and stuffed up, you, you lose your sense of taste. But did, did that happen to him? Like, I remember I was just like, I can breathe. I can, I don't know what's going on. No, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I really haven't talked to him. The only thing I'm like, how are you feeling today? And he goes, I don't feel the same. <laughs> I really haven't yeah. talked to him. I haven't. I mean, I FaceTime him so I can like see his face, yeah. but I haven't really seen him in person because yeah. uh, like I said, I'm a strickler. I would yeah. bring him his food mm-hmm. and he would come out. His food was on disposable stuff. <laughs> and he was like, I'm thirsty. I'm like, let me grab you a can. Like I asked him nicely to not go into the kitchen and only stay in that area of the house and so luckily my husband is great and he's like okay fine i'm glad he's feeling better and i'm glad you know you were able to protect yourself Mm -hmm. from it for being so strict so me too it was kind of hard with the dogs because the dogs apparently like would scratch the door and like want to be with him obviously because they know when you're sick but i would get home and i would grab a baby wipe and i would wipe them head to tail (laughs) before they can like come near me that's awesome (laughs) i'm glad they are i'm I'm sure they're happy too can dogs get covid yes yes they can't yes Yes. animals yes there have been some animals that tested positive for oh my gosh yeah Moving on. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, no housekeeping stuff other than the you know what we've been saying for the past few weeks. We're trying to gain traction on our local baddies mm-hmm. segment. Uh, we have received an email or two, which is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, please be sure if you want us to reach out to any local baddies in whether it's you know locally here in Pensacola or in your area, wherever you are listening, just send us an email to 
tipsybroadhistorypodcast at gmail.com with the subject line local baddies. Additionally, if you want to give us any recommendations for alcohol or anybody else to cover in women's history. But um, if we don't have anything else. Speaking of alcohol. Oh, my God. We have something else. This is actually. Yeah, please, Evelyn. Oh, okay. So I was responsible to look up the person and the drink this week, which is fine because that's what we do. And it's awesome. But this is my first week doing it. And I have a little bit of a story. (laughs) So (laughs) I am one to go and get a drink. I'm not one to make a drink. So I had a bunch of recommendations and at the beginning of the week I had tested negative but the ladies very cautiously and I'm very um, happy to go with their wishes. They asked me to get another test at the end of the week just to make sure and that's fine. Totally 100% okay with us being safe and cautious. And so I did and so then I was looking up drinks because I knew I was going to be with them and I wouldn't have to send them something based on like what they had. And so I looked up a bunch of drinks. I took like seven pictures of what I wanted to make. And I was going to go last night to the store to get the alcohol needed for the drink. But it was raining. So I was like, I'll just go in the morning. Which I did. But I went to the store. And I'm walking around like a lost puppy. Because I don't know where the alcohols are. I'm looking at everything. And of course, in true Walmart liquor fashion, they were out of one key ingredient out of every recipe that I looked up. Every single one, because why not? So I just grabbed a bottle of lemon-flavored Grey Goose, and I came to the house, and I just made something. I mean, it's really pretty. It's like this (laughs) purpley, magenta-y, I'm not sure what color it is. It's really pretty. Thank you. So I was trying to make, it's called the Cosmonaut. And that's a play on an astronaut. And we'll talk about that in a second. It is posted by Grey Goose on their website. Um, so it's supposed to have like pear, Grey Goose, and like ginger, and all this other stuff. But they didn't have that. So I had the, <laughs> brought over the lemon. And I put in there lemon vodka, or lemon Grey Goose. And something that it's called a bartender's friend that Hannah had. That's citrus flavor. And then I was freaking out because I was like, I can't just have citrus and citrus. Sherilyn, what should I do? And she's like, no, fucking no, girl. I don't know what you're making. <laughs> so then I go in the fridge and I'm like, okay, what do we have in here? And I picked up cherry tart. So that's why it looks like cherries. Oh, <laughs> it's literally the same color as the cherries that we're eating right now. FYI, we're eating cherries. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to be good about not ASMR in it. So I'm backing up when I eat it. You're welcome. All right, so taste this drink. Let's 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 taste this drink. It's kind of a concoction. And... Yes, yes. Oh, it smells really good. Oh. This is like the... It does. It it smells like like Sprite. It does. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) That's good. Let's see. It's very citrusy. Yeah, it's really... No, it's really good. It tastes like um, like a vodka lemonade. A vodka lemonade. Yes. It's really good. I like it. Check me out. (laughs) (laughs) Random ingredients all thrown together. It has like a weird, like, like a spice taste after. Did you put a spice? I put a bitter in there, the one that you had. Look at me and my fucking taste buds. (laughs) It has like this aftertaste. 
I am like, uh, I'm going to become a, a drink entrepreneur. No. Connoisseur? Connoisseur. This <laughs> bitch <laughs> almost said a drink <laughs> entrepreneur. Oh, dear. Oh, dear oh, Lord. It's going to be a drink critique and go around like Gordon Ramsay and be like, you idiot sandwich. <laughs> but in the realm of alcohol, <laughs> I'd pay to see that. that it came together because I know Sherilyn can attest I was freaking out she was she was and I was like tapping away at the computer and I'm like girl you got it it's fine you can do it all right so tell us who you have today yeah okay so today we are going to talk about Macy Jemison she went into space and she was she went into space (laughs) y'all well that's why we have the cosmonaut because it ties in yeah But Macy Jemison is an African-American woman who made her dreams of space come true. It just so happens that she was the first African-American woman or woman of any color to do so. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep going. Let me tell you more about her. <laughs> in an interview with Rick Harrow, she said, As a little girl in Chicago, I always assumed I would go into space. I never thought I would be the first African-American woman to go into space or a woman of color to go into space. Why? I thought by the time I was old enough to become an astronaut, we would have had all kinds of people in space and would have been at Mars or further. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with her early life. So May was born to Charles and Dorothy Jemison in October 17th, 1956 in Decatur, Alabama. Ooh, close. Yeah. Kinda? It's about 90 minutes away from Tennessee, the Tennessee state line. Okay. okay. So it's not close to us. No. <laughs> it's in Alabama. Yeah, it's in Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. Alabama. Um, her mother was an elementary school teacher and her father was a roofer and carpenter. She was the youngest of three children and her siblings are Ada and Charles. Same last name, Jimson. My sister-in-law's name is Ada. Just FYI. Fun facts with Hannah. <laughs> 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 my sister's sister-in-law. Your sister's sister-in-law. What does that make me? Your s- sister's si- so well, like your second sister-in-law. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Fun okay. facts again. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, in 1959, when she was about three years old, her family moved to Chicago, Illinois. They did this to take advantage of better education opportunities. As a child, and with her parents supporting her and encouraging her. To use her talents and abilities, she took up dance and studied everything she could about science at the school library, especially astronomy. Awesome. She was obsessed with space and dance, and she loved watching the Apollo TV missions on TV. In an interview, she said that at a young age, she loved to just stare at the stars and study everything about the Apollo programs. I, talking, using her words, I would know what missions was was going to take place and what it was supposed to accomplish. And that's ending the quote right there. So along with watching the Apollo airings and knowing everything about the Apollo missions, she noticed that many of the astronauts were white males, and that really upset her. She found representation on the Star Trek ship with Lieutenant Ora, played by African-American actress Nichelle Nichols. From there, she was determined to travel to space. Was there any other, anybody else's parents, like, I felt like when I was a kid, my dad always watched Star Trek. Like, every time I walked into the living room, he was watching Star Trek or, like, this show called Matlock. And I'm, like, I just, I never watched it, but I felt like, oh, everyone's dad is like this. They watch these dad shows. Do y'all have, no? Just My parents, my, my parents talked about watching Star Trek, but I never actually watched them watch it. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> All I know about Star Trek is, like, freaking Spock and those pointy-ass ears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, my parents. I don't... If they did, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Well, all right. Moving on. Moving okay. on. <laughs> so, being a young black child growing up in the 60s, she experienced her own challenges when it came to school. Teachers typically looked over her and discouraged her to become a scientist. In an interview with Ebony Magazine, published in December 1992, Jamison tells a story of her kindergarten teacher. She says, and I quote, In kindergarten, my teacher asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up. And I told her, scientist. She said, don't you mean a nurse? End quote. In her memoir, you guys should have seen their faces just now. (laughs) In their memoir, in her memoir, excuse me, um, Find Where the Wind Goes, Moments from My Life, Jemison expands on this and says, She doubted me, and as if I didn't know what a scientist was, or worse, that I was incapable of becoming one. I simply put my hands on my hips and said, no, I mean scientist. <laughs> Good. Yes. Good for you. Also, like, what the fuck? Like, do you mean nurse? Like, it's it's not. They're, they're what? not the same thing. <laughs> no, I'm pretty different. sure I fucking meant scientist. But thanks. Also, it's, Rude. like, really difficult. And you have to be smart to become a nurse, too. Like, yeah. it's like putting down two things at <laughs> right. the same time, you oh, little bitch. I didn't even oh, think about yeah, that. Yeah, like, wow. like, what the fuck? <laughs> Rude. Rude. Yes. (laughs) So before I move on and talk about everything else, I wanted to touch on her love of dance. I mentioned before that she was obsessed with space and dance. In her memoir, she talked about begging for dance lessons, but she was very clumsy as a child. Her shins were always hosts of a fine exhibition of wounds, scabs, and scars, fresh, middle-aged, and healed. Her mother thought that ballet and dance classes would teach her to be graceful and diminish her tendency of tripping over things. So at the age of eight, she began beginning ballet. Sweet. So, in an article of Dance Magazine, Jemison said that as a child, she saw dance and space as a venture to explore the world around her. She also said, we are very physical beings, so dance is a way of physically exploring the world. So frequently, people think of the arts and sciences as separate and not connected. Both of them are required for creativity. Both of them are required to move the world forward. That reminds me of if you've ever watched The Fosters. Mm-hmm. You remember yeah. Mariana? She was like really good at math, but she was because she was good at math, she was also like really good at like coordinating and like choreographing dances. So like that just reminded me of that. I was like, the, it, it does tie hand this, in this the staging part of it. And I that just triggered my brain whenever I teach dance. I always um, talk about when you're dancing, you have to take up your t- the time and space. Mm-hmm. You have to utilize every element around you all of you know um stretching and reaching and doing all that because when you dance you can't dance in a box and when you're in space you can't do space in a box so uh, double uh, uh. (laughs) so that that makes her point even more relevant right yeah all right so jemison graduated from morgan park high school with consistent honors in 1973 when she was 16 years old so moving on to her college years So right after high school, with a National Achievement Scholarship, she attended Stanford University in California. Here she also experienced discrimination as she was one of the only African-American students in her classes, and her teachers did not appreciate her. She didn't let that bring her down, though. And she was very involved in extracurricular activities. These these included dance and theater productions and and was head of the Black Student Union. In her dance and theater productions, she choreographed, produced, and directed a production called Out of the Shadows, and that was all about the African-American experience. 
This production featured music by Quincy Jones and Stevie Wonder. Now, touching back on writing, choreographing, and directing, Sherilyn, you mentioned that you do dance, um, and you've obviously written a few dance routines. How difficult do you think that was? To choreograph? Me, personally? Yeah. I mean... It depends. There's a lot of factors that go into it, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, Sometimes if I'm in my element and I'm in my zone and I'm feeling it and I'm vibing, Mm -hmm. it can be, like, super easy. But then sometimes when you're doing something um, that has to be, like, a competition piece or, you know, any of that, that Mm -hmm. can be a little bit more difficult only because you're thinking more than just the Mm -hmm. feeling of it. You're Mm -hmm. thinking technical and and all of that. that So. And I, just a lot of it, I think headspace for me, I have to be in the right headspace to choreograph. I have to be in my feels or just just in a vibe. And if I'm not, then I'm not going to get good material out of my brain. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank oh. you. Yeah. Well, she did all that while earning two degrees. Oh, get ready. She earned a Bachelor of Science in Chemical Engineering and an Arts degree in African and African American Studies. But you know that I feel like that's perfect for her because she has she needed that outlet. So she had all of this, and it sounds like from what I'm hearing, she has the perfect balance of left and right brain. So while her left brain was being being technical and doing all this, um, anytime she needed to release that energy and not think about that part of it she was able to and that's the beauty of dance is you have that outlet to just free your mind it's free therapy it's awesome (laughs) fun facts with jaylen give you a fun fact you mentioned ebony magazine earlier freaking we go back to episode nine chef leah put on or helped put on the first fashion show for ebony magazine wow yeah so go back and listen to chef leah episode nine (laughs) Hannah, are you feeling your drink? Well, <laughs> it's a lot of vodka. Did you, I was going to say, Evelyn, did you have a heavy hand in this? Cause, I believe so. It's very, actually, like, the, the vodka's strong, so I can tell that Evelyn made it. <laughs> and Sherilyn did it. Uh-oh. You get it? Oh. I do. No, it's, it's a really good drink. I'm surprised how, like, you were, like, flustered about it, but, like, it's a good-ass drink. And I'm feeling it. Clearly, I could not tell. You may, it may be flipped this episode. You may be the one that ends up on the fucking floor and that's saying the most random shit. And I'm the one that's going to be like, it's okay. Hannah, like, are you okay? Uh, Dai <laughs> Are you okay? Here. <laughs> Japanese lesson with Hannah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, oops. <laughs> Daijobu, or whatever the fuck the Evelyn, or fucking yeah, Sherilyn just yeah. This is Sherilyn sitting with my son. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Daijobu is, are you okay? Or, if you say it in a different intonation, Daijobu, that means I'm okay. So, intonation is very important, y'all. And freaking Sherilyn has like a five million intonations for it. <laughs> Every time she says it, it's fucking different. <laughs> I'm keeping you on your toes. You're welcome. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Deja vu? Yeah. No. All right. We'll get it. We'll get it. She, uh, <laughs> she earned those degrees in 1977. Right after Stanford, she was deciding if she wanted to become a professional dancer or a doctor. And when confining in her mother... Her mother told her this, being a doctor, you can always dance, but if you're a dancer, you can't always be a doctor. And that's from Second Wave. And so this propelled her to study medicine at 
Andy Bernard's favorite school for my office fans, Cornell. Oh my god! <laughs> and for the non-office fans, the fuck? In my like tipsy ass mind, I thought you were saying Andy Bar- Bernard's university, like that was the university. So I was like, holy shit, there's an Andy Bernard's university. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> send help. I'm the, I'm I'm actually the sober one today, guys. So send help. <laughs> so while she attended Cornell, she led a study for the Medical Students Association in Cuba and Kenya, and also later worked at a Cambodian refugee camp in Thailand. She graduated with her doctorate in medicine in 1970. Oop, in 1981. So at this point, what do you think you would do? You got your degrees, you're good to go. What would you personally do? I'd become a fucking doctor. (laughs) Well, did all that school, (laughs) I'd become a doctor. (laughs) Right? You you went into the field that you studied, and she did. Jamison started... Jamison interned at the Southern California Medical School and practiced general medicine, not music. (laughs) (laughs) Medicine. But... I want to point out also, <laughs> as the only sober one, first of all, is this what it's like, guys? Yes. <laughs> Second of all, Evelyn's cheeks are so pink right now. Are they really? Yes. Your cheeks are so pink. No, it's the blush that she No, used. no. And Hannah is like smiling so much. I think her fucking cheeks are going to fall off. Yo. Somebody come get me. I'm the only one not drinking. <laughs> Stuck with these bitches who are clearly very tipsy. This is payback from Evelyn and me for every time oh my this gosh, you. Yes. Last, um, so I edited episode nine. And you guys, I first of all, so sorry. Second of all, the amount of shit I deleted out because I was like, Sherilyn, what are you saying? So, you know, you know what, guys? Enjoy it. Be as tipsy as you want. I'm just going to be judging you hard. All right, here we go. <laughs> but two years later, in 1983, she joined the Peace Corps as a medical officer for Syria, Leon, and Liberia. I wanted to join the Peace Corps. West Africa. Me but too. Same. Where she also taught and did medical research. After she did all that, she when she was coming back, why are you trying to eat the microphone, Sherilyn? I was trying to see if Guys, I could fit she's it in Guys, not my even drunk. <laughs> what the fuck is happening over here? Nice. I like to do weird things while they're talking just to fuck them up. Yeah, well, it worked. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when, two years later, when she was returning to the States in 1985, she looked up to the stars and decided to follow her childhood dream. And inspired by Sally Ride, the first American woman astronaut in space in 1983, third woman in space in total in the world, she applied for the admissions of NASA's astronaut training program. So she became a doctor in 1981. When did she apply for this program? She became a doctor in 1981. She went to the Peace Corps in 1983 okay. after studying or doing the medical thing yep. for two years. In 85, she decided to Dang. become an astronaut. Yeah, so just four years. She was like, yeah, fuck this. I want to go to the stars. Bam, 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 bam. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Unfortunately, NASA had taken a break from accepting her new application due to the unfortunate disaster of the Challenger. Jameson reapplied a year later and was one of 15 accepted out of 2,000. Oh, those stats. Yeah. Those stats. Yeah, girl. That's a lot of people. 
First of all, 2,000 people thinking they astronauts? Mm-mm. You need to calm down. I'm an astronaut. Oh, God. I'm a fucking astrologist over here. Not the same thing. Yeah, no, but Not... I'm a Gemini. What? Where <laughs> are you? Left, right, up, down, bitch? What the fuck are you talking? Y'all. <laughs> this is all staying in. <laughs> so... On June 4th, 1987, Jemison became the first African-American woman to be admitted into the NASA astronaut training program. After a year of training at the Kennedy Space Center in Central Florida, and that is between Tampa and Orlando area, she received her first mission on September 28th, 1989, when she was selected to join the STS-47 crew as a mission specialist, and that made her responsible for conducting experiments on the crew for motion sickness and weightlessness. Oh, so actually that was perfect because being a doctor and then having and then going on there. So nine years and then she became an astronaut from when she became a doctor. So many goals, man. I feel like I haven't done shit Dude, in Dude, right? She's like, boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. Ha, 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 yeah. Ha, ha. Three years later. Ha. Oh, God. <laughs> three years later on September 12th. On September 12, 1992, Mae Jemison flew with six other astronauts on the space shuttle Endeavour. With her, she took a poster from the Alvin Alley American Dance Theater, a West African statuette, a photo of Bessie Coleman, the first African-American with an international pilot's license, and a Michael Jordan jersey. Why? Her reason was, space is a birthright for all of us on this planet. This voyage made Jemison the first African-American woman in space. Sweet. I know. Check her out. So, here's some fun facts about, or a fun fact about her. I know. So, she began every shift in space by saying, Hailing frequencies open. Do you know what that's a reference to? Hailing spaces open. No. Hailing frequencies open. No, girl. It's a reference to her role model, Lieutenant Ura. That was her signature phrase on Star Trek. Lieutenant Aura of, okay. Star Trek. The team made 127 orbits around the Earth and returned to the Kennedy Space Center on September 20th, 1992. She was in space for eight days. Wow. I know. That's crazy. A lot of training for eight days. So upon her return, she said, Society should recognize how much both women and members of other minority groups can contribute to if given the opportunity. She frequently credits her dance training as part of her success of being an astronaut. Um, in a CNN video, she said, one of the best questions that was ever asked to me was, talking Bye. so sultry. <laughs> you're so sad. You're so <laughs> sultry when you talk. You're like, Is this bad? No, you're like, well, it's, it's a little low. But oh. you're also like, one of her died her next video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can call okay, me I can say that again. With 1-800-EVELYN. Okay, I'm just reading. That's my reading voice. <laughs> All right, let me say this again. Okay. She frequently credits her dance training as part of her success of being an astronaut. In a CNN video, she says, one of the best questions that was ever asked of me was by a 12-year-old girl. The girl asked, how did being a dancer help you be an astronaut? Jameson replied with, because dancers have to be very disciplined. You have to practice all the time. You have to constantly rehearse and you pay attention to the people around you. You have to memorize complicated structures and scenarios. You have to be pretty thick-skinned as well because you have to be able to take criticism and apply it. All those things are valuable. Yeah. yeah. I also wanted to share with you the first thing that she saw in space. So I'm quoting Jemison here from a 2003 New York 
timepiece. The first thing I saw from space was Chicago, my hometown. It was such a significant moment because since I was a little girl, I had always assumed I would go into space. When I grew up in the 1960s, the only American astronaut were men. Looking out the window of that space shuttle, I thought if that little girl growing up in Chicago could see her older self now, she would have a huge grin on her face. How encouraging. So, after all this, Jemison left NASA in 1993, one year after she was going to space. <laughs> she did it. That's all she wanted to do. So, six years after becoming an astronaut, she decided to leave NASA because it wasn't her true calling. She started the Jemison Group, a consulting company that teaches environmental studies at Dartmouth College and directed the Jemison Institute for Advanced Technologies in Developing Countries. She achieved another dream in 1993 when she set foot on the USS Enterprise. Do you guys know what that spacecraft is? No. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> it's the Star Trek ship. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. She made a guest appearance on Star Trek The Next Generation. Her part was small. She played Lieutenant Palmer in the episode Second Chance. But she was thrilled to be there and thankful to the actor LeVar Burton who helped her make it there. Do you know who LeVar Burton is? That's the um, Reading Rainbow guy, yeah. right? Yeah. And also an actor on Star Trek. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, and then she Reading did Rainbow. the Reading Rainbow. Did you never watch Reading Rainbow? Get the fuck out oh of here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is that a child show? Yeah. yeah. What? Did you just go? Did child show. That's a, is, is that a child show? What? what? <laughs> did you just transform? Lock him on. Is that a child show? <laughs> this bitch just transformed from Hannah to Hannah. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. It's, it's my uh, British roots coming out. Oh my god. god. So Reading Rainbow, it was on, um, I believe, like PBS. Mm-hmm. And um, the that guy, he he just read to us. LeVar Burton. Yeah, LeVar Burton. Take a look. It's, it's in, in a book. The reading rainbow. Okay, well, I didn't have PBS in Japan. Thank you very much. Oh, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe. I watched Doraemon. <laughs> I know. I've seen that one too. <laughs> Such a good show. <laughs> she did eventually meet her hero, Nichelle Nichols, and they became good friends. And now she met her childhood hero. She did a lot of... She literally did everything she ever wanted to do. Yeah. Very determined. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So currently, she is leading the 100-year Starship Project through the United States Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. I can't tell you how many times I practice saying that. Thank you. Thank you. This project makes sure human space travel to another star is possible within the next 100 years. She has won numerous awards and been recognized in a lot of places. But with everything, Jemison didn't really want to be a role model. She only wanted young girls to see that your race or gender doesn't limit you. I feel like a lot of the last few weeks, you know, started with Alexa Kennedy, Chef Leah Chase, and now... Mae Jemison. She, like, there's a common theme. They all, being a role model, being the first at what they were doing was not their goal. The journey, like, they just, they wanted to get there. And it just so happened that... This yeah. was their, this is what ended up happening and that they were able to inspire so many people and, and all that. So that's really cool. Yeah. And that was May C. Jemison. Oh, damn. May C. Jemison. Yay! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she did a lot. She did. She did. And like I said, I, I, I absolutely love the fact that she achieved everything that she wanted to achieve. You know, nothing held her back and she's just like, all right, fuck it, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and, and I'm going to, that's, that's such an inspiration because... 
you can feel so held back because of certain things in your life and you feel like um, I can't do this or I can't do that. But it's like, you do you have an excuse? You know, there are no excuses. Just fucking do it, man. Yeah. There is this fun fact I read and I didn't write it down. So I don't know where the source is from. But I read that she wants to go on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. <gasps> That would be oh, cool. I, I would watch her. the shit out of that. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! I yes, yeah, I really cool. Now I want to watch videos and see if there are any like dancing. Did you find any dancing videos of her? I didn't Did look you, them up. Yeah, but she. I think again, I didn't write it down, but I believe that she has her own dance studio somewhere in the United States. Right, and she still dances. That's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well. Now that you both are thoroughly tipsy and you get to deal with your significant others all Oh my gosh, day. I get to hang out with my significant other oh, in yeah. person today. I'm so excited. For the first time in two weeks? Yeah. Oh. He started showing symptoms on a Thursday and on Thursday I was like, ha ha ha, bye. 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 <laughs> awesome. Well, and perfect. Just in time for Valentine's Day. Oh, true. So, you know, Lover's Day, Single Awareness Day, um, just another day created by Corporate America. However you see it, I hope you have a lovely day and it's great. Yeah, so it was so, no, Hallmark. not Hallmark. Was it really? Hallmark. Probably. Yeah. No, I bet I there's like. Sell cards. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, we digress. Anyway, don't don't add us with the history of Valentine's Day. We really don't care. It's just another day. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to our episode. Next week we have our first actual live local baddie that we will be talking about and we cannot wait to release that episode to you so um yeah if you want to find us on the insta of grams <laughs> you can locate us at our handle at tipsy broad history podcast you can find us on this website that we don't use but if for funsies the twitter at t-a-o <laughs> It's at Tipsy BH Podcast. Oh, okay. And then, of course, like I said in the beginning, and we have been saying, if you want to have us talk to a local baddie and highlight her on our podcast, if you want, well, first, I'll do that. You can email us at tipsybroadhistorypodcast at gmail.com with the subject line local baddies. Yeah, and then, of course, send us your drink recommendations. Send us your research recommendations. We want to cover everybody and anyone. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. I don't I can't even. Bye. This is a podcast created by responsible of drinking age adults. Please drink responsibly. You must be over the age of 21 and do not drink and drive. Your tipsy broad history hosts all live in the same neighborhood and we're able to simply walk home after our recording. Tipsy Broad History and its hosts do not support or condone the overconsumption, abuse, or irresponsible use of alcohol. Tipsy Broad History is not intended for promoting alcohol abuse, binge drinking, underage drinking, or any other forms of abuse and irresponsible alcohol consumption. Additionally, please note we are not historians and do not claim to be history buffs. We are just a couple of friends that want to bring light to women in history. And we just so happen to do that a little tipsy.